Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the MD's Fantasy Football Show with Dan Mader. Giving you the X's and O's of all things fantasy. That sums up my feelings about Kyle Pitts. <laughs> <laughs> And he's the first guy on the list. So, um, yeah, uh, missed the second half of last season uh, with an MCL injury that ended up uh, requiring surgery. But uh, as far as I've read in all of the reports, he's doing well. He's on schedule. He should be ready week one. That being said, I think they'll take him along slow. I don't think we'll see him get much action in preseason. Um, these injuries are not like ACL injuries. They tend to do well. Um, surgery for them is usually not terribly... Uh, challenging or require extensive type of rehabs and stuff. So I, I think we should see him just as healthy as he was before this injury. Danielle, what have you been seeing there? It looks like he is returning back to full health. He's been posting a lot of workout videos lately and has been on his grind. You can tell that he's getting ready for football season. All over social media has just been all about him running up and down the field, doing all his workouts. So it looks like he should be ready, but it will be very interesting with all of the weapons that Atlanta has on their offense, how much they will use him at the beginning of the season, like Brian said, because I think it will definitely ease them, ease him into the season, but it shall be interesting. Well, so in, in your opinion, real quick, just back to Danielle, because she's already inside in Atlanta right now. Do you think Ritter is already far ahead with Drake London on the chemistry train, or, or do you think they, something will get worked out there? I think something will get worked out, but it is very clear that Ritter and London do have a connection. They're seen very often times at OTAs most and many camps that I saw. They were both practicing kind of on their own there for a little bit. Drake has his own special place to work out because he's obviously the best wide receiver there. He's a little bit special, um, but they have a great bond already. You can tell based off the way they act with each other and everything. So it will be really interesting to see if Pitts can kind of sneak his way into that trio. And, and that's why Kyle Pitts is, is still my tight end seven. I still got to see Ritter even be a good quarterback, but even when he's not, he had experience already with Drake London at the end of last year and Pitts was not on the field. So that's kind of my concern when it comes to Kyle Pitts. I'm not putting this as the year he finally breaks into the top five, unfortunately, until they get an upgrade at the quarterback position right now. So I do have him at seven. Who's next on our list, Danielle? We have Pat Fryermuth with a knee injury. Yeah, and maybe you guys can fill in any blanks here because what I read was that he had an ACL and an MCL sprain 
that did not require surgery at the end of the season last year and apparently was practicing in OTAs and looked like he was doing pretty well with no signs of any lingering issues. Um, so he shouldn't be any worse for wear this year. Um, but uh, if the tight end position has taught me anything uh, over the last couple of years, those guys get banged up and they get banged up a lot. <laughs> so, well, yeah, I mean, you're basically linemen who also play wide receiver. So yes, yeah, they, get banged, they get banged up quite a bit. Yeah. I, I added him to the list because he was still listed heading into training camp with that knee issue and he hears sprain. And I just wanted to kind of get your extra opinion on it. If you have a sprain, how concerned of level are you on that? So I'm glad you brought that up because actually hearing ACL sprain, certainly sends off some warning signs uh, to me. Um, but, you know, especially if I hear that in the general population or amateur athletes, but being that he's an NFL tight end, there's no reason to think that they didn't do their due diligence and get the necessary studies to really check in on that. So, I mean, it's possible he had a sprain. Um, sprain, you know, by definition is a tear. It's just a matter of degree of tearing. Um Obviously, if it was a rupture, like we see with the other guys we talked about, then surgery would have been required. There's just no way around that. But it must have been pretty mild because you, you even though the, the ACL can be sprained and partially torn, um, the question that you have to look at is, is it functional and stable? And that's really key. And so if he didn't have surgery and they're calling it a sprain, that tells me it was probably very mild. It didn't cause any instability or any functional mechanical issues. Um which is pretty rare. He got lucky, essentially, is what that means. He got very lucky. Oh, I'm glad to hear it, because Firemuth right now, my tight end eight, and he is my cutoff point. I talk about this all the time. And with it comes to the tight ends, find what your cutoff point is for the last tight end you can take while still being in a tier where you're competitive with the other top tight end players in your league. He's my cutoff point. I have him right there at eight. Danielle, do you agree with that? Yes, I do. I think Pat, I honestly... I towards the end of last season, I was kind of thinking that he was like top six, top five, kind of interchangeably. So it will be really interesting to see if he will reach that level again this season, because I think he he does have a lot of potential and there's definitely a cutoff point. And yeah, I agree with you there. Once it's Pat Frymouth and kind of the rest from there. Yeah, there's a big tear drop off after that. Uh, let's who, who we got next. We have Zach Ertz, who also has a knee injury. And Brian, if you got any information on Zach Ertz, we're going to call you Tom Cruise because it was like Mission Impossible trying to find information <laughs> on Zach Ertz and what was going on exactly. Well, what I what I found was that he uh, tore his ACL week 10 and uh, ended up having surgery in November. Um, now, that was a few weeks earlier than Murray, um, but uh, I still think he's going to be probably on the pup list heading into the training camp and probably um, might even end up on IR heading into the beginning of the season. I just don't see him bouncing back too quick from this. Um, he's been in the league a long time. Uh, not, a, you know, not a young player, uh, by all means, when you look at the NFL and his position. Um, don't know if he had any other structural injuries in there or if they had to do anything else to repair or fix that. But um, I think they're going to kind of probably be a little bit toward more toward that 10 to 12 month mark with him. Uh, I just don't see him coming back so quick. Okay. I tend to agree. And I, you, you have Trey McBride. Why bother? You're you're literally in a situation where you could take and have an entire new regime next season. Why bother with Zach Ertz? Why bother with Kyler Murray? And with Trey McBride, you spent top draft capital for a tight end to bring him in. And I liked what we saw last year. Let him play. Let him play. Last but not least is Luke Schoenmacher in a foot injury. 
And this is significant because huh. we got to figure out who the Dallas starting tight end is going to be. Oh, it's. I mean, if he's slated to be their t- starting tight end, I would still expect him to be. Apparently, he's only dealing with some plantar fasciitis, which is not a big deal. Chronic thing can flare up from time to time. It's basically um, some soft tissue issues in your arch and heel of the foot. Um, a lot of people get this. It's not kind of one of those things that only injured athletes get. It's general population. I see people with this all the time. Um, the earlier you treat it, the quicker you get it under bay, uh, the better off you'll be and the quicker you'll get better. Um, but these are the type of things that can linger into the season, but I don't see it really causing any major issues. Um, he might be slowed up and do some limited stuff during practices, training camps and things like that. But I don't, I don't see this being a major issue, keeping him out of game action. Well, I'm glad you said that because when my wife had plantar fasciitis, I was pretty much <laughs> waiting on her hand and foot. Maybe that was just her excuse <laughs> to make me do everything for her. I, I don't know, but uh, I'm glad to hear that it's not a big deal actually in your eyes. No, and don't forget these guys. I mean, these guys have access to all kinds of treatments, uh, medical facilities, all kinds of top, you know, top technology to treat this kind of soft tissue stuff. So they've got a lot of access to things to treat this that the general population does not. And for that reason, these guys typically aren't hampered by it as, 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 as significantly as the general pop. So I don't think this is going to be a huge thing. Yeah, and, and look, fantasy-wise, you're not drafting Luke. You're not drafting Ferguson. We'll see exactly who winds up being the starting tight end. But the reason it's significant is because Dak's always had a productive tight end. And even after Jason Witten, we didn't know who Dalton Schultz was until he appeared on the scene. And I know Luke Schumacher coming in, a lot of people felt like he was overdrafted, didn't like his profile. I actually did early on. While he doesn't have a lot of wiggle to his game, this is a guy who can block and he's actually pretty fast and pretty big, which should be working well inside the red zone. This is somebody I'm going to have my eye on, especially in best ball leagues. when we just get a couple of touchdown games in there. That does it for the show. That was a, look at that an hour long. We got the injuries done. We're ready for redraft. We talked a little Hopkins, talked a little Barkley, talked a little Jacobs and everything else. Brian, thanks for coming on, man. This is awesome. My pleasure. Great way to kick off the uh, season here. Thanks for having me on, Dan. Absolutely. What, what, what do you got going on? We, we want people to check out. Whew, uh, got a lot going on, actually. Got a bunch of guests I got lined up, uh, do, and I'm doing a bunch of guest spots on some other podcasts as well. So uh, take a look at uh, my social media stuff, my website, InjuredList.com, uh, Twitter, at InjuredListPod. Um, those are the kind of the primary ones. And then um, be working with Fantasy Sports Core as we head down to the, or uh, I should say to the um, Fantasy Football Expo in Canton, Ohio. Well, I'll be part of the medical panel uh, in August, so I'll be doing that. Um, helping out, you know, here and there with a bunch of shows, doing weekly updates, uh, last-minute updates, all kinds of stuff. So tune into the social media stuff. I'll try to post on there as much as I can. I'll be doing the um, Inside the Medical Tent blog with Andrew LaDuck again this year, which was a big hit last year. So that's going to be on my website, and you should be able to uh, read that there. So a lot going on this season, trying to really ramp it up myself and uh, the podcast in particular. So trying to line up some big guests too this year. So stay tuned. Yeah. And uh, we'll be, we'll be at, we'll be having Brian back on during the regular season as well on this show. Danielle, what the guy, what the guy covering down in Atlanta? Oh, covering a little bit of everything. Obviously training camps are up and going. So I'll be at training camps every single day next week and for the next little while here so you can follow me on twitter at danielle dubois just like you see on your screen and you can find out all the atlanta falcons all the updates that we have from training camps get the inside scoop that's going to be a team that we all are interested in seeing we're actually going to be 
not on next Thursday. The next time this show comes on is going to be July 30th. It's a Sunday, 11 o'clock in the morning. It's going to be like in season. We'll be wrapping up and putting a bow on the AFC West, the team profile series. We got Bob Harris coming on. That's right, Mr. Hall of Fame himself, Bob Harris, coming on. Excited to get him on the show. And uh, one of the reasons why we're not going to be on until then is because uh, I'm actually going on a little bit of a podcast tour. I'll be on TSS Fantasy tomorrow night. Make sure you check that out. We'll be talking a little San Francisco 49ers. And uh, next Saturday, I'll be on a, a football history uh, show. I'm not exactly sure I'm getting myself into it yet, but they asked me to come on and I'll be on next Saturday morning. So we'll see exactly what goes on there. Make sure to check us out. Make sure you follow us on social media at Billy at BMDFF show and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Download us on your favorite podcast app. When August comes up, we're going to be going to two a week. So everybody stay tuned for that nonstop action with the MD's fantasy football show. Take care. We'll see you next week. 